Imagine this. You have a presentation next week and you're so stressed and frustrated because of the amount of information, data, results, numbers you have to shove in into this presentation to convince your boss or your superior of a project or idea or something that you need to get done at the professional level or even in a Toastmasters meeting. Dealing with data while presenting can be a daunting task that many people will find so interesting as well as intriguing. Imagine the last time or recall the last time you attended a professional or technical or scientific presentation. I bet at least one of you out there will feel bored only memorizing the experience he or she had attending one of those technical or scientific papers or teaching moments. This is the exact challenge we're facing whenever we are presenting something scientific or rich with data and information. And this is the reason why we need to understand the importance of handling data and presenting them in the most possible format. In this episode, we'll try to shed some light on the most effective ways on managing data and information and research in your presentation and how to present them in the most fashionable, impressive, and impactful manner. Let's get one thing straight, and this is the most important rule to start with. A prepared presentation is always better than an unprepared presentation. Even in Toastmasters, when you first welcome new members who are guests at that stage, and we try to involve them in a table topics session. You can almost see how nervous they are and how embarrassed they can become because they're not prepared to answer the topic that is asked by the table topic master. Same thing happens with presentation, regardless of the topic and the field of expertise. When you are ready for your presentation, when you have evidence to back up your claim, when you bring about impressive stat, figures, historical data, quotes from famous authors, you're always prepared to present better and your level of confidence always rises whenever you are prepared more. However, the problem with that is if you have a large chunk of information, if the data that you are presenting is very hard to explain into digestible, understandable pieces. That's why many people do the first mistake when they're presenting data. They cram everything inside few PowerPoint slides and splash everything on the screen, hoping that the people attending their presentation will either feel too lost to answer questions or too bored to be engaged in the presentation. I am sure many of you listening to this podcast will remember an instant where they faced such a challenge and the way they felt from inside at the end of the presentation was not a very pleasant experience because at the end of their presentation they felt that nobody really understood or cared about their presentation. This may not be a problem with the actual uh, presenter in terms of delivery. It maybe has to do more about the content and the way that we formulate the content and organize the content in our presentation.
Let me go back to the essential basic rule of organizing a speech. We know from previous episodes that any organized speech will fall into three steps. 10% of the material is in, is in the introduction, 80% is in the body, and an additional 10% is in the conclusion. A typical type of audience will remember 20% of the presentation, the introduction and the conclusion. So without even starting, we have this challenge of cramming as much information as possible in the 80% that will be forgotten by the audience. So your job and your challenge as a presenter to try to grab the attention of people and deliver the most digestible, easy to understand bit of information without falling into the trap of getting them bored or too preoccupied with other distractors in your presentation. So my go-to tool whenever you're presenting data is to make it as visible, as easy to follow as possible. So even those presenters who don't really like to use visual aids like uh, Keynote, PowerPoint, or Prezi, maybe this is the time that you have to go back and brush upon your skills in presenting, designing, and delivering slides. A perfectly presented slide will make all the difference in your next presentation, especially when you are presenting findings, stats, or numbers. People don't like it when they don't feel comfortable with numbers. They don't want to feel lost. So if you're presenting a report finding or outcomes from an experiment, perhaps the most possible and easier way to do so is to use the visual presentation of crunching the data into digestible and easy to follow uh, bits and pieces and even slides. So let's look into the most common mistakes that presenters do whenever they want to present data on a slide, on PowerPoint, or Keynote, or Prezi. First thing they do is to keep that slide as busy as possible. The more numbers, words, sentences, and paragraphs you cram in, the more confused your listeners will be. We as listeners usually or typically think three times faster than the rate of speech by the speaker. So we're always busy trying to figure out the next uh, idea, the next paragraph, the next slide. So we need to understand the, the uniqueness of this situation. So if you cram a lot of figures and sentences and paragraphs in your slide, by default, automatically, you're inviting your listeners to read ahead and try to figure out that mesh and jumble of data and information on the slide. And you can try it yourself. In your next presentation, try to create information-packed slides and watch the facial expressions on the listeners. And you'll know how frustrated and how lost they will appear whenever you present uh, an information-rich data filled with unorganized, nonchalant types of information and data. This is the key. Keeping it as simple as possible without jeopardizing the integrity of the information 
is the first challenge that you have to come across. The cleaner your data slides are, the more relaxed your listeners will become. So you need to really focus your first challenge on designing your data slides. I know so many presenters like to start systematically by creating the introduction, the findings, the outcomes, and the recommendation. But maybe, only maybe in presentations where data are the most important, starting with the data slides themselves is the most effective way to begin and organize your presentation. The next challenge may sound a little bit counterintuitive and minimal, but it is also important and challenging at the same time. I've seen so many presenters giving PowerPoint slides with the title chosen ineffectively. So let's say, for example, the next presenter is presenting the number of sick leave days in his organization. A typical presenter would probably label the title of the presentation as number of sick leave days in 2021. So you're just stating the actual information in the chart or table or graph. Now you know what I mean by ineffective title. So if you're meant to, for us to just read the title, you will just state the title of the graph or stat or uh, table. That's not the key way or the most effective way of grabbing the attention and delivering the message. You don't need to state the caption or the title of the graph or, or uh, stat or table. People will come to know about that uh, as, as you speak and explain your graph or table or data. Uh, one of my mentors back in 2010 taught me this technique called the pyramid style of presentation, where each slide should give one message. And because as humans, we always like to read from left to right, uh, up to down, if you're uh, reading a Latin-based language, you'll definitely start looking at the slide in front of you from top to bottom. That's why the message of the slide has to be as impressive, eye-catching, and lesson-promoting message as possible. So instead of writing, if we go back to our example of sick leave days, and instead of writing number of sick leave days in 2021, that title should be removed and replaced with a catchy finding like we are at a peak or like something brewing in our organization or something magical needs to happen today. So when you do that, when you put that uh, grippy title on the slide, you will increase the level of intrigue and interest of your audience. And as you explain the graph or table, you, they will get to know to the same level of conclusion that you will provide them with at the end of the slide or graph or presentation. This is a key. One message per slide, that message has to be catchy, has to be lesson intriguing, and has to be evoking thought compared to a merely stating the description of the, the slide itself.
The next thing you need to focus upon after choosing a catchy title for the presentation is the quality of the graph or table or data. We must understand that whenever we're creating PowerPoint presentation, we'll probably create it on a laptop or a tablet or any device. When we create that slide, we must put into account that the listeners will actually watch the same slide from a greater distance. Even if you're using visual platforms uh, these days, you will always get listeners reading or looking at uh, the slides from a longer distance than you were doing it while creating and designing the slides. Therefore, we must make sure that our charts, our graphs, our table are as legible as possible. Even if you want to go a little bit higher on the access labels and the legends and the labels of the values on the chart, let's make it as legible as possible for our listeners. Because we don't want to add more confusion to, to their already challenging confusion state. We need to present them with as clear as possible of graphs, charts, and titles. And we don't need to cram a lot of charts in the same uh, slide. One chart per slide can also be very impactful and effective. And always remember, when you want to place a chart on your table or table on your slide, you don't need to add the description that you will say anyways. So if you added a paragraph that explains the findings of the chart or graph or table, you're forcing yourself and you're forcing your audience members to read alongside you while you're explaining the chart. Allow yourself to discover the power of describing the situation. Less words on the table, less words on the graph, less words on the slide means that you have more time to explain, elaborate, add your own personal touch, and even add a personal example or two. Also to remember, as quite important, is to guide and usher your audience on where to look at the slide. You need to use uh, some sort of a visual aid. Some people like to use laser pointers and some people like to use animation on the slide itself so that people know exactly where they can look when they look at the slide and not feel lost on where to look at the slide. Another important rule when presenting data is to make the data tangible, easy to understand and relate to. So when I say, for example, the crime rate in a certain city or place is 50,000 cases per day, it doesn't mean anything unless I put this data into context. A very popular way to do so is to make it so linked to the atmosphere of the listeners. So let's say, for example, you're talking about uh, cases of injuries while driving car without using seatbelt. So instead of saying that on average 400,000 people uh, fall victim to roadside accidents, you could say, by the time we finish this presentation, 
50 people are entering the hospital due to a roadside accident. Making those big data information into digestible pieces of uh, understandable lessons is the key that makes good speakers great and is the key that makes some presentation, despite the fact that they are technical and scientific, easier to follow and understand. This requires a lot of preparation, trial and error, and attempting to master that presentation in the most effective way. So I'm not saying that you will master this presentation at the very beginning. It will take you a lot of time and energy to master this presentation, to fall victim to errors and uh, improve upon it. This reminds me of a few of my scientific-based presentations that I presented uh, in college and after joining Toastmasters. Back in college and before joining Toastmasters, I always believed that you should cram your presentation and your slides with as many information as possible. And it took me a lot of effort and time to dilute that approach and make the presentation as simple and easy to follow as possible. We must understand that at the end of the, of, of the day, we are not only presenters, we're not scientists, we're showmen and we are show, show people. We try to impress uh, the listeners and make them leave the room with the most effective lasting impression. And that's why even with data, you're presenting a presentation, a show. Within that show, you're trying to deliver a message. So remember, effectiveness of delivery comes first, then organization of content comes second. I know this could be a challenge, but it is a challenge worth attempting. It is a challenge worth improving upon. And slowly but surely, presenters who continue on this path will become effective and more powerful. With this, we come to the end of our very short talk on a few secrets, tips, and techniques on how to make your next data-driven presentation more acceptable, more impactful, and easier to follow. Remember, your job as a presenter is to present a show that leaves an everlasting impression on your audience. Preparing very well for your next data-driven presentation is the key that will make your next data-driven presentation more successful or less successful. And although it's so hard sometimes to master a perfectly designed data-driven presentation, it's worth it to attempt, fail, and try again. And hopefully your next data-driven presentation will be as memorable and as impactful as any other impressive presentation you've done in your portfolio.